Thanks for listening to this sermon recording from Liberty Family Church in Hillsville, Victoria, Australia. All of our sermons are available for free online, and we encourage you to subscribe to our sermon podcast through iTunes or by clicking the button on our website. If you'd like to know more about what it means to follow Jesus, or would like more information about our church, head to www.libertyfamilychurch.net.au. God bless you, and we pray that this sermon recording encourages you and strengthens your faith in Jesus Christ. Let's pray as we open God's Word together today. Father God, we just want to praise you. We thank you so much for another opportunity to just dig into your Word, to be encouraged as we open up Scripture. And Lord, we pray, God, that you would really speak to each and every one of us through this message and also afterwards as well in how we can really effectively and beautifully love our neighbours this lockdown. So, God, we thank you for that call to love and we thank you, God, that you empower us and strengthen us to look beyond ourselves to meet the needs of others, including those people who live around us. So, God, we pray that you might speak powerfully through me and that we would all be encouraged to love our neighbour really well in lockdown. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, the other week I shared a message encouraging us all to be Barnabases to one another, sons and daughters of encouragement, people who get alongside other people in our church community and just encourage them, speak words of life, share hope, remind people that Jesus is still in control even when, like we're finding right now, everything seems to just be out of control and not really how it should be. Now, I haven't heard many testimonies yet. I encourage you to share testimonies of how God led you to be a Barnabas to someone else. And maybe that's because you you don't want to sort of put yourself on a pedestal and say, hey, look, this is how I was led. But that's not the point. The point is that as God leads us and as God leads us to be a Barnabas to us, that testimony can be a real encouragement to others in our church community to be a Barnabas as well. So I'm not talking about sharing like I gave X amount of money or I did this or whatever. I'm just saying about generally saying, hey, I was praying, God led me to reach out to someone and here's the fruit. What, how amazing is God? That would be super encouraging for all of us to hear in this season, wouldn't it? So if you um, have a testimony to share, can I encourage you to Put it up. If you're on Facebook, put it up on our Liberty community page. If you're not on Facebook, send it through to me and I'll post it on your behalf. It is such a vital thing that we continue to be people of encouragement, to be sons and daughters of encouragement. And especially in the season in which we find ourselves, encouragement will make all the difference. So let's continue to spur one another on because after all, as Proverbs 12, 25 says, Worry weighs a person down, but an encouraging word cheers a person up. No doubt, we could all, each day, do with some encouragement, couldn't we? So let's do that. Let's continue to share testimonies of how God's leading us in mission for his sake. And that would be a really encouraging thing that no doubt will result in other people being Barnabases as well, which can only be a good thing. I'm sure you'd agree with that. You know, there's no doubt that 
in the time we're in right now, we can all do with some encouragement. We, as children of God, we need regular encouragement, don't we? And it's just as true, if not more so, that people outside of our church family, people who are not yet sons and daughters of the living God, they really need encouragement too. It's looking like, and we'll be continuing to pray that this is not the case, but it is. It's looking like this COVID-19 thing has just got a hold on everywhere. It's just not going to go away like we thought it might. And unless something drastically changes, and we'll be praying that this is the case, it looks like it won't even be finished by the end of this year, which naturally is concerning and, no doubt, if you're like me, pretty frustrating too. Now, while we're super blessed as members of a church community to have a supportive community to really care and and encourage and support us through a time like this, many people around us just don't have this kind of supportive, loving community to lean on and to contribute to and to be blessed by. Many people living in our suburbs or even in the houses just around us, wherever we live, they're really struggling. They don't necessarily have those support networks around to help and encourage them and spur them on in this challenging time. And here's where we come in. Here's where we come in as daughters and sons of God. We still, still, we still have a wonderful opportunity to serve, to get to know and to encourage and love our neighbours. We're people at liberty. We really take seriously Jesus' commands in Matthew 22, 36 to 40, to love God and love others as ourselves. And we can still represent Jesus and share his love with others. We can be a blessing, as Helen shared last week, to others in so many ways, even while we're in lockdown. So how can we still best love and bless our neighbours? What are some overarching principles, I guess, that we would be wise to keep at the back of our mind as we seek to serve and love others really well in this time? At the end of today's video component of our service, we're going to be having our Sunday Zoom chats and we're going to be brainstorming a whole lot of practical ways together. We're going to be doing that together that we can best serve our neighbours and best love them in lockdown. And we're also going to take the time to pray for our neighbours too. But for now, I want to share with us just three overarching principles to encourage us in really loving our neighbours well. And here's the first. We can love our neighbours well by taking the time to learn what really blesses them. Helen encouraged us last week to be spirit-led in how we bless other people. And she's on the money with what she said. Just like we are all different and we all have different gifts and we like different things, the neighbours that we're seeking to love and bless are all different too, and they no doubt would like to be blessed in different ways. And knowing this, knowing this, we'd be really wise to listen to Holy Spirit so we can learn how best to bless the particular neighbour that God lays on our heart to bless. But not only that, not only that, we would do really well to learn about our neighbours ourselves so that we can discover what they're passionate about, what they're interested in, so we can better bless them too. 
Many years ago now, Laura and I lived in a unit complex in Hillsville. It was a beautiful little part of town and it was a great little community. And I remember thinking back to that time, I remember just how important it was to discern and learn these kind of things when it came to blessing our neighbours. We had one neighbour who was right next door to us who was an absolutely lovely guy. He was a lovely guy, but he was what he would be the first one that would come to mind when I think of a private, quiet man. He was absolutely private and tried to keep to himself as much as possible, but he was the most lovely guy as well. But over time, I'd noticed something. As I would be outside or I'd be tinkering away in the garage or watering some plants or something, almost every time I would hear his flywire door open and then he would just sort of come out and stand on his veranda. And over time, I realized that he was actually coming out and was just sort of waiting for me to initiate some kind of conversation with him, to to have a bit of a yarn and and have a bit of a chat. And Holy Spirit showed me, and I observed myself over time, that whilst this man was a private man who did like to keep to himself for a whole lot of the time, he was also pretty lonely. He was ready to have a chat, and and he'd only really have a chat if I was the one to initiate it with him. And so I did. I made a real effort to get to know this man and I made an effort to whenever I was outside or whenever I heard the veranda door open to at least say g'day and, and, and see how he was going and check in with him. We talked so many times. I, I heard aspects of his story. He'd ask after Laura and our, at the time, baby, little baby Anna. And the conversations that we had obviously had an effect on him. They obviously really blessed him because over time he started to really open up to us in terms of what he shared about his life and where he was at emotionally and all sorts of things. It was really, really powerful. Laura and I, we we invited him over to dinner many times, but he would never accept. He was quite happy with having the chats that we enjoyed out on the veranda. And just before we moved out of our little unit, he actually invited us to come in to his home and we were able to chat with him, we were able to encourage him and we were actually able to pray with him and encourage him in his faith as well. I've really learned that if we invite Holy Spirit too, he will guide us and he will give us key insights in how we can best love and bless our neighbours. And when we put these insights alongside the ones that we've kind of picked up through interacting with and observing our neighbours, we're so much better positioned to be able to actually bless them and love them in ways that are meaningful to them. Perhaps you've got a neighbour living next door or down your street who would love to have one of those front yard chats like I enjoyed with my neighbour. There's no reason those sort of chats can't still happen over the fence or at a suitable distance in the street right now in lockdown. Maybe your neighbours would be blessed by a simple little note left on the doorstep that just lets them know that you're thinking of them, that you're praying for them, that you're there for them if they need anything at all. Maybe that's something you could do. 
Maybe you know from the smells that waft over the fence from next door that your neighbour loves to cook. They love food. They love good food. And maybe next time you're at Coles, you decide, hey, I'm going to get double the ingredients for my big cook-up and I'm going to cook up a storm and I'm going to whip together a meal that would really bless my neighbour. I'm just going to leave it on their doorstep with a little note saying, thinking of you, hope you enjoy this. Maybe that's another way you could do it by dropping a meal for them to enjoy at some other time. Whatever it is, can I just really encourage you, let's be people who are spirit-led and students of our neighbours. Not in a weird way, not like peering over the fence with binoculars. That would just be weird and, and totally wrong. I'm talking about just in an authentic way, just observing different things, noticing that they like gardening or noticing that they love food or whatever it is or that their, their kids are there and, and they love to play certain games. So maybe you could bless them with a game. I don't know. Just let's be spirit-led and let's be observant as we look around at those living around us so that we can learn how that they would most love to be blessed and then we can go and take steps towards blessing them in those ways that are meaningful for them. So that's the first. We can love our neighbours well by taking the time to learn what would really bless them and the second point, choosing to be faithful friends to them. We all need faithful friends in life, don't we? We all do. I do. Our neighbours do. Sadly, reliable and faithful friends can often, for many of us, be few and far between, not a lot of them around. They're often hard to come by. As Proverbs 20 verse 6 says, many will say they are loyal friends, but who can find one who is truly reliable? There's something to be said for faithfulness when it comes to friendship, isn't there? Nothing speaks more to a neighbour. And to go further, nothing reflects better on our faith to a neighbour if they know that we're Christian than faithfulness in our friendships over a long period of time, no matter what. What comes to mind for you when you think of faithfulness? For me, immediately when I think of faithfulness, I think of my dog, Harley. Harley is super faithful. Even when I'm in a stinking mood and he's getting caught up under my feet all the time because there's a thunderstorm or something or he just wants to be close and I'm just tripping over him and getting really annoyed, he is always faithful. Harley continues to show devotion and faithfulness to me no matter what, no matter what. And do you know what happens? More often than not, Eventually, his faithfulness will actually win me over. His persistence in being faithful and and present and kind eventually leads to me warming to him to a greater degree. And sometimes, only sometimes, it even results in him getting what he wants. Uh, Cuddle with me while I'm relaxing on the couch watching some football or something. Faithfulness can have a very big impact in strengthening relationships and not just those relationships that we have with our animal friends. You know, this is so true when it comes to our neighbours as well. Maybe you've got a neighbour who you would say, you wouldn't tell them of course, but you've observed that they're not naturally the most likeable person and you find that most of your attempts for conversation or interaction are sort of flat-batted back to you over the fence, like, nope, don't want any of that at all. Well, can I encourage you? Be encouraged 
Continue to be faithful. Keep shining the love of Jesus Christ into your neighbor's life and they will, most likely, it's not a guarantee, but most likely, eventually, you will actually win your neighbor over simply by being a faithful friend to them. Getting back to our old unit complex again, you know, this actually worked for me in practice. One neighbor in that complex wasn't super keen on being a neighbor. She wasn't super happy to sort of get to know people too much and uh, she developed a bit of a rep really for being gruff and difficult to get on with. But I wasn't willing to play the game. I wasn't going to do what so many other neighbours did and and just sort of avoid interactions with this person and neither was Laura. We weren't going to go down that path. So we decided, you know what, we are just going to love this person. We are going to faithfully invest in friendship with this person. So we kept at it. We pressed on. We continued to faithfully interact with this neighbour at very basic levels initially And until, with the help of, at the time, a very, very cute little toddler by the name of Anna, now she's a very, very cute little six-year-old, a big six-year-old, sorry, Anna, a big six-year-old, with her help, eventually, we actually were able to win this particular neighbour over. And in the years that Laura and I were in that place, we were able to actually enjoy a really nice relationship with this person. We had many great conversations and along with their spouse as well, simply because, simply because we decided to, to press in and go beyond what maybe we naturally felt like this person deserved and we went the extra mile and we chose to be faithful friends to this person. Being a faithful friend can make all the difference when it comes to loving our neighbours. What do you think this might look like in your particular context? How is Jesus calling you to be a faithful friend to one of your neighbours in this COVID-19 season? We can all be faithful friends. We can all be faithful friends because we follow and we're empowered by the ultimate faithful one, Jesus Christ. So I want to encourage you, invite him today and every day from this point forward to strengthen your resolve to be a faithful friend to your neighbours. You'll see some pretty amazing things happen if you commit yourself to this, I guarantee. So, to recap, we can love our neighbours well by taking the time to learn what will really bless them, choosing to be faithful friends to them, and here's the third, putting in the effort behind the scenes. Have you ever been absolutely mesmerised as you've watched a world-class musician performing? I have, many, many times. When I was 18, I I had the privilege, or actually I, I paid a lot of money for the privilege, to see two of the greatest jazz artists, performers of all time, perform live at Hamer Hall in Melbourne. I had the privilege of seeing Wayne Shorter, and John Schofield perform live. Still to this day, that was the best concert that I have ever been to. To say that the musicianship and and just the talent and the love and all of that, the camaraderie and the interactions between all these world-class musicians and their, their band members who 
don't necessarily have the the famous name, but they are world class in their own right. It was amazing. It was truly remarkable. And their their talent and their love for music and just their joy as they were performing really had everyone in the audience, including me, spellbound. But here's the thing, as and I know this to be absolutely true, as someone who well and truly in comparison to them is a hack of a muso, I know that musicians, these guys, they didn't wake up one day and they were suddenly world class. That's not how it works. And I know for many, 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 many years, all of these guys put in the hard yards behind the scenes in developing their craft. When it comes to our faith, what what is the kind of work that God calls us to do behind the scenes in developing our craft? How do we play our part in growing as loving neighbours? Well, there's many ways, obviously, but one key way is that we pray. We're people who pray. We pray that God would bring the wonder of the gospel alive in our own hearts. We pray that we would recognise the level to which we've been served and we've been loved by Jesus Christ and then that knowledge would spur us on to love our neighbour radically with the same love and the same joy and the same passion that we ourselves have been loved too. We pray that God would cultivate the fruit of the Spirit in our lives so that we would faithfully be able to model the the loving, the, the patient, the joyful, the peaceful, the incredibly kind Saviour that we know and love and serve Jesus to our neighbours. We pray that God would continue to create in us, as the psalmist writes in Psalm 51 verse 10, clean hearts and right spirits in us, So we live to meet the needs of others and don't only live to meet our own needs. Putting in this kind of effort behind the scenes goes an incredibly long way to being able to love our neighbours really, really well. When we spend time with Jesus, slowly but surely we grow to be more like Jesus and because we are more like Jesus, we are so much better able to love our neighbours like Jesus. And our neighbours will, because we're more like Jesus, more likely than not, really be impacted by the way we love and bless and serve them. And over time, as we remain faithful friends to them and pray for opportunities, like I encouraged us to do the other week, we will have opportunities to share with them the reason for the hope in which we have. We will have opportunities to introduce them to Jesus. I really want to encourage all of us this morning, friends, let's choose to radically love our neighbours in lockdown. Let's get creative. Let's choose to, no matter whether we're fighting fit or no matter whether we've got some significant health challenges, let's choose to allow Holy Spirit to really guide us and spur us on to love our neighbours in meaningful and safe ways that our actions would result in people being pointed to the greatest love, the love of Jesus Christ. As I said a bit earlier, we are going to be spending some time this morning after our service video has finished in our Sunday Zoom chats to brainstorm ideas together 
to, to, to wrestle with this together, to, to encourage one another, to get creative together and share some ideas of what our love could look like in this time of lockdown. So how about right now, I'll just pray and ask that Holy Spirit would continue to plant ideas and dreams and visions in our minds for how we can best love our neighbours in lockdown. Let's pray together. Lord God, we thank you so much for the reality of your love for us. And we thank you, God, that your love and understanding that and appreciating that and feeling that deep within our hearts causes us to want to love our neighbour as ourselves. And so, God, we pray right now by your Spirit that you would be doing a work in our hearts so that we can be people who can love our neighbours. But not only that, God, we pray that you would be doing a work to plant ideas and dreams and visions in our hearts and minds of ways that we can love our neighbours in meaningful and safe ways in lockdown. So, God, speak to us And we say, speak to us, Lord, for all of us, your servants, are listening. And we pray, God, that we would all be encouraged as we have a time together in just a little while of brainstorming and sharing and praying for our neighbours via Zoom. So we thank you, God, and we pray, Lord, that you might continue to grow us as people who love God and love others. We pray this in Jesus' mighty name. Amen.